good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, or good, good to the time that you are watching this, uh, listening to this damn podcast. Another good yes. intro from uh, Yasin Barnes there. Immaculate work there. Professional on the mic. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. That's why that's why he gets paid to do the, the stage work. This is Coffee and Controllers, where we talk about uh, games and goodness, and we have uh, coffee and goodness. And more great intros here from us. It's it's yeah vibes. Did you guys see the the trailer for? No, you must first do the intro to the podcast. No, Whoa. but I first want to get hyped. This man. is the podcast where we uh, will cover the game of the year and the games that's happening in and around. So this year we are covering 1999. But before that, now, I wanna, now you see now, now before that last time we spoke about Metal Gear Solid. Did you guys see there's a documentary about Hideo Kojima, the director, as like the first truly authentic video game or tier? There's a whole ass documentary about it. Who's making it? It's Kojima Productions in line with um I can't I can't remember who else, but I'm gonna say it's gonna be biased if you if your own company. So, so, <laughs> so here's the thing. It's actually about like how he's taken mm-hmm. risks and like how industry has, has gone like say risks again. Risks. You call a dog every time you say risks. Brad's dogs are waiting. Like over there, they're like, let me in. But um it's basically I take risks and <laughs> it's gonna bother. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, you see, no, you see what happens. <laughs> he's taking money and like he's 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 taking big budgets and he's just like I'm just gonna make the game I want to. And studios are like, no, you can't. You must play it safe. And he's like, bit bit, and he still makes bang. Who's the guy that made Oppenheimer? Christopher Nolan. Is he the Nolan of games? <sighs> I, just... I, I don't know if I'd call him Nolan. No, Kojima's more like an independent like director who constantly... like. He, he's got a very... Bangers. David Lynch. David Lynch, that's, yeah. a, good that's a very good one. He, he's willing to do those weird stories, those out there things. But it's always good. Like you go, you can trust him because you go, he, there's it's always be an wild, audience. but you're going to put our money you, you know what? It's like, it might not be for you, but you can appreciate the fact that he's willing to do that. You know, he's willing to go that extra mile. When does the documentary drop? September. Okay, so, cool. no way, like on streaming stuff or what? I think it's on the YouTube channel that it's going to drop. So, I think it's if you have YouTube Premium, it'll be oh, that's accessible. Be cool. so nice. It's also it's dope that YouTube Premium is like becoming a thing because first, <laughs> movies used to go like straight to DVD or straight to cassette, and you go, oh, that's a bad movie. And then it became like straight to YouTube. Yeah, it wasn't good. Now, YouTube Premium still makes things like. It's worth watching still. Yeah, it's actually worth spending the money. And you get YouTube music and no ads, so bonus. Not sponsored. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Then if also, um, uh, uh, so is Transformers, when is that coming out? Transformers? It's been out is it's, it for yeah, like a it's month. Been a- yeah, that's how that's how, that's how how much I don't care about it. Like, it's one of those movies you see it and you see the trailer and you go, yeah, I'll watch that. It's, and then you just I, say that for the rest of the year. Not at the cinema, like I think it's come out and it was like in cinema, and now it's out of cinema already. It's probably already like out on digital or something like that. <laughs> I feel like that's what you mean. When's it out online? Yeah, like when when can we stream it? Like when can we stream a nice quality copy of it? That's I'll, yeah. I'll edit around it to make Yasin look like he asked her like a legit question. Like <laughs> when's it out on digital? <laughs> Me, I'm here for the for the. It's, for the it's not Oppenheimer, but you don't need to see it. That's on the true. big screen, like the Oppenheimer was amazing. Also, now, that that is something you need to see on the big screen. And Bobby That's was I'm, amazing. You guys watch Bobby yet? I haven't I seen Bobby. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby was really. I haven't seen Oppenheimer yet, and I'm I'm really bleak that I haven't seen it. And I hope I'm not going to miss it in IMAX because there's no point in watching it in a normal theater. Like, yeah. But but I saw Bobby, and it was good. It was like Lego Movie, funny. Like in terms of like not taking itself seriously, um, making fun of the brand almost actually it made fun of the brand a lot in barbie more than it did in lego i think and yeah and i mean also will ferrell's the bad guy yeah it, in both it's also perfect Spoiler. in terms of i they casted it perfect they uh the the outfits were perfect the look was perfect the writing was perfect there's nothing i can fault the movie and i was like it's a good movie we should see more of that but i don't want to see toys in movies anymore i'm done you're done no more before we move on to the game and we I just want to talk since we're talking about stuff that's digital I finally watched The Flash and I want to say that it's so much better than everybody was making it seem like the 
cutscenes are like PS2, but that's fine. <laughs> PS2 feels about, very gracious. I don't care about CGI. So let's let's yeah. call it cutscenes. Yeah. <laughs> like, let's call it what it is. But the movie, like, it was fun. There were moments that I genuinely laughed out loud for. Like, I was surprised when I, when I heard the laughter. But the movie was, you know, it was, it was fun. Like, it was, I, I liked it more than, like, Guardians recently. Or, like, I think that's the... The like the superhero movie that I enjoyed the most this year so far. Like really, it was fun. Like it was what I it was close to what I wanted. Like sometimes the CGI was bad, but like I said, I don't care yeah. about like bad CGI because I can understand what they intended to do. So like it doesn't like to, matter to me. To me, no, there's two things. One, that the director defended like the bad CGI. Where I go, yeah, the studios basically told you. You must say this. You must say the, that this was an intentional thing. And number two, that was the moment where you go like, yeah, they ran out of budget. The studio was like, no, you don't get more budget they for this. They spent the money on the wrong stuff, <laughs> I feel like. But yeah, I must watch it. So They spent all the CGI budget on Ezra Miller's uh, law, lawsuits. PR campaign. Yeah. PR campaign in the lawsuits. <laughs> so are we, gonna go, are we going back now to win PS2 graphics or still not around? She. Let's go back to 1999. What was the year of 1999? Let's go check it out. So I got the 1999 was the year that people bought Y2K protection for the computers that didn't have internet. They bought it for, they worried about their TVs. They worried about microwaves. The world was in a panic about Y2K. And guys, we, we really panicked about Y2K. Like we were like scared that the world was going to end. We didn't know how. Like the PCs were going to hit zero and then everything was just going to crash. Also, there was probably like maybe 7% of the earth was on the internet compared to what we have now. Yeah, but, uh, and like, we worry about Y2K. Yeah, this is, we, we didn't understand. People were popping. <laughs> we didn't know what was We've going We've had seven Y2Ks in the last two months. That's how the world is compared to right now. But yeah, uh, so 1999... There's some like big things that drop, like Pokemon is picking up as a craze now because it's like the series is out. It's in North America as yeah. well. Then you get the Matrix. Who can, like, who can't remember the Matrix? The Matrix also, and we, I don't think we give it enough credit, revolutionized the fashion of nerds because sales in long black jackets went up 340%. <laughs> Everybody was wearing that fucking small shades or so. <laughs> Just looking like stupid. Ass. Everybody was wearing leather and pleather. Like <laughs> suddenly it was like we have a fashion now. And then like on top of that, it like revolutionized cinema as a whole, like action cinema. It brought in like the whole slow-mo, fast mo. That's true. Like oh, also, it revolutionized Western cinema. Because I also did. feel like it's the story was wasn't it just button for Makira? It was a bit of Akira and a bit of Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a bit of both. But yeah, it, it blew Western audiences' minds. They were like, they were not ready. We were not ready. I think we only got it like a year later, to be honest. That's And Matrix also revolutionized um, dancing styles. People, but, everybody was doing that in the club. <laughs> Makes no sense now. I'm sorry. Also, also, the Matrix revolutionized like bad sequels because the, the sequels oh, the sequels were not they were not good they were not good let's be honest we tried and tried again but they were not they were not good but another another movie that came out in 99 which was like a big cinema spinner was Blair Witch Project I think that revolutionized horror that was like the whole start of like found footage and it's sort of being oh is this true isn't it true and I, that added to like how scary the movie was because I don't know about you, but you kind of were like, is this a true story? Because then it's worse. When did you did you guys when did you guys find out it wasn't true? Because because I'm so much younger than you guys, because you guys are old. When the first thing I knew about the movie was that it made people think that it was real. So I never got to experience it in the sense of like some oh. people from your days would have watched it and been like, Yo, did you see this thing? This is real. Yeah, so, how did, did you think, guys always know? No. I, I don't know. So, so the thing is, it left us. It was like that final scene in Inception where it left us questioning where you go, it can't really be real. But I mean, it looks real. It feels real. We ne we've never seen footage that looks like this. We've never yeah. seen movies that look like this. Yeah. Also, the way the story was shot and told was so dope because they never interacted with anybody other than the three people, four people in the yeah. thing. And then 
also the thing that the Blemish Project did well that signs messed up is that they didn't show us the bad guy. Yeah, that's what that you saw edges, you saw a moment, you you saw the the reaction, but you never saw the actual thing. I'll tell you the moment I knew it wasn't real, and that's when Play Witch Project 2 was announced that I was like, why is there a sequel to this? <laughs> Who went back? Who went back? Like, what's going on here? But and I it, mean, that honestly, that movie, when I first watched it, probably call it 2000 when it came out here on video. I remember distinctly like watching it and I was like, okay, this isn't like, I think by then I knew it wasn't real, but I was like, this is pretty shit. To be honest, I watched it maybe a couple of years ago again at night with like, just, just watching it and obviously just watching it. But it, I can honestly say it's probably one of the scariest films I've seen. Really? Just because yeah. of that, because it's like, now, you know, it's not real. Like, you know, paranormal yeah, activity is yeah, yeah, not yeah, real yeah. and all that stuff, but you just when you put yourself in their shoes, even though they're not real characters, you're like, this is the most terrifying thing that anyone can ever go through because you're stuck in the woods that never ends seemingly because the witch has trapped you in there. And then you're getting taunted every night. The witch is shaking your tent and scratching your tent. And then at the end, a guy pees in the corner and dies. Yeah. You remember it's, that shot? And but yeah. also, don't they go, go in a house as well? And then there's, a, there's like a stairs thing. So it's, and it's also the thing of the camera... It's also the f- funny, the first reaction video was a Blee project. But um, the thing of the camera wasn't steady. The quality wasn't good. So it felt like we also somebody know, Somebody was skied, yeah, like filming we, it. We didn't know like treatments on movies to look like that even. No. We no. had to have like bad quality cameras. It, it, was, was, it was an ambitious project that like really did what it did well. Let's actually it, check what the budget was and that. No, how it's, much it, it's next to nothing. It's it was like, like $8,000 or something like that. Something how much crazy. is it leaking? Uh, a lot. Millions. Yeah. <laughs> I will Google that right yeah, now. Yeah, going to Google. Carry on so long, but, I will find. Bring it back to games. This is yeah, a cinema-heavy so, uh, episode. But you can see the, the the influences on Blair Witch Project on Resident Evil 7 by far. Oh, yes, 100%. Dude, like that Resident Evil 7 is a found footage, like horror game, basically, in sections. Yeah. When, you, when you find those videotapes and then you put them in the video machine and then you play yeah. as that character yes. filming, so good. You can see Blair Witch all over that. It's got that watermark and it's also like it fits with the whole theme of the game and what it's trying to do. So, it, yeah, it's Ble- definitely left its mark. Back to the Blewish Project. It is the most successful low-budget film. It cost them $60,000 to film. 60, okay. It made $246 million <laughs> worldwide. In in ninety nine money, yeah, yo, that's a fact. <laughs> yo, they scored big. <laughs> they deserved how much it. The witch got paid. Uh, sorry, they deserved it. Like the marketing for that film is what made it in the that's sense because true. the marketing yeah. made it like we found this tape, and Paranormal Activity blatantly copied that. Oh yes, hundred percent. Twelve years later or something like that. Very well, I might add. I think I watched Paranormal Activity again recently, and I'm like, this still holds up as like a cuck scary movie. I haven't seen it. Is it because so, you're scared? Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so we can see like pop culture. There's still like a whole bunch of pop culture moments that we can add in, but we have to move on. And like you can see, Go like quickly, quickly give us highlights. Okay. Yes, okay. Why to play? Points. Napster pops up six cents with its surprise ending. So like spoiler alert for whoever. Don't don't Google it if you haven't watched it. Um, Soprano started. And Phantom Menace also released this year. Wow. So we had some like big pop culture moments. And then gaming also was really hitting its stride this year. Like Also, Phantom Menace, that we also need to bring up that also one of the most hated characters ever, uh, Jar Jar Binks, also stick date. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Single-handedly, like the most hated character. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it though. Like I enjoy Jar Jar Binks. I feel like as a child, he added a nice uh, feeling to the movies for me. But where yeah. am I? Just why I say Sopranos is the best show ever. That's before really? we move past it. No, it's my turn to say I haven't seen it. And me also haven't seen it. Yeah, you have to watch it. I, I, respect, I actually it. really respect that opinion. It's a great show. show ever. Check it out. It's on show, Max. Not sponsored. <laughs> um, Yet. On to, on to game of the year. So let's have a look at like what made the top 10. And we got Final Fantasy VIII, Super Smash Bros, Age of Empires 2, Resident Evil 3, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, Silent Hill, Medal of Honor, Pokemon Yellow. And this is the, this is the North American release. System Shock 2 and Rollercoaster Tycoon. And, like, you can see, like, the big fr- franchises now are getting, like, settled. Like, 
big names are starting to to really pick up like your Resident Evil Final Fantasy is now becoming a more Western like it's it's tailored yeah. now to Western audiences DJ Sammy uh, came with Final Fantasy also oh I remember that <laughs> um, Tony Hawk's and that was only the first one we'll, we'll get into the next one and year again like 99 so rated game of the year was Final Fantasy 8 actually I know Yasin you hate on it but I find it but that was Game of the Year, quite unanimously. And then, now we go to honorable mentions. You get Legacy of Kane, Silver Diva, Unreal Tournament, Crash Team Racing, Ape Escape, Siphon Filter, Pokemon Strap, Command and Conquer Tiberian Sons, and Tomb Raider The Last Revelation. And that's just like a fraction of like the games that came out that year. Yeah. Before we just add a thought now, Ape Escape was our generation's minions. How do we feel about this? I've never heard of this. Escape. It was the first PlayStation game. Uh, PlayStation launched the dual, the DualSense controller, DualShock controller with Ape Escape because you needed the uh, the, the DualShock. Yeah. So, so, so it was like Ast- like Astro's Playroom, like yeah, essentially, but more like more, the demo to like show was, you at, the new it stuff. It was more nuanced. That it was time. a proper game. Yeah, it's it like was a, a full game. game also that they made. And I think it was uh, like like the the analog wasn't. Like implemented at the time, it was still very new. I mean, N64 had it, but it was very weird. And like, but PlayStation also, dropped it. And but also, like, as a brand, it was pushed like yeah. a lot. Like, like it felt like PlayStation leaned on them to go. We're pushing this across the board. Like everybody needs to play it. Everybody needs to see it. it they use, I remember at like mm-hmm. the E3 conventions and stuff. They used to push those things like they used to have big, uh, big scale uh, Episcape. Um, yeah, no, they did. That was a big franchise, like for its time. And, and how was the change going to using analog from? Because I know a brother that still plays FIFA with the the D pad. The D pad, like he, he has to change the controls because he can only play so, with the D pad. And like you know, FIFA twenty three, bro. He's like for for me, use a BlackBerry still. <laughs> I, think, I think for me, no, it's one of those like you go. That that looks weird. It's not gonna work. Like how? But when you actually play on it, you go like, okay, yeah, I see how seamless this is. I I see like the dimension it adds. I actually to. think yeah, we made it was a smooth transition. But for was. a lot of people like no one no one stood away from the the, the control. We never complained about it. We never went like, no, this is <laughs> this yeah. doesn't work. We also didn't compare it to PlayStation. It was just a new console that like a a new controller with a new console that we got to play. Yeah. Brad, what do you think? Or did you just start on... No, no. I I actually... T- honestly, I've never played Ape Escape. It was one of those, like, I watched my friends play it. Yeah, and I, yeah. I saw how cool it was with the dual, the dual... Dual Shock. I keep saying Dual Sense. That's the PS4 and 5. 5, yeah. PS5. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, sometimes now, like, when I plug in the PS1 and I go back and play games that, like, never had analog support... Then I'm like, okay, this is weird because like you, yeah, it's, it, it just doesn't feel intuitive anymore. But back then it was quite a weird jump to, to, yeah. to DualShock and to analog, to analog. But now it's like, now it's the norm. So they they revolutionized it. Well, they didn't. They revolutionized it for PlayStation. Yeah. Obviously yeah, yeah. N64. I think they, they they smoothed out like the, yeah, for sure. the process. Like N64 started it and then they were like, wait, if we do this. Yeah, now it's just... Every every single console has it. That's why, like, so many retro games just feel clunky because it's like it's optimized for D-pad. So it's yeah. Just I mean, not- I'll talk about it later. But my game of the year, when I go, when I play, when I play it on PS One, still, I have to use the arrows. I have to. I can't use the the Dual Shock. Yeah. Dual, uh, yeah, I can't use the analog sticks because I don't actually think it has support for it. But it just feels better to use the the actual up, down, left, right. So there's some games where analog just doesn't work. So let's go on to game of the year and let's start let's start with you, Yasin. Can we start with you? So I know we're supposed to choose one game. And I think one game is a stupid thing to do. There were such banging titles. Like so many games came out with a new way and a new like I feel like everybody was really pushing the borders of of, of gaming at the time. So a game that was old but felt amazing was in that topsy is GTA GTA 2. Yeah. Which also the weirdest thing with GTA 2 is it's still it was still a top-down game, but if you played it on computer, you still needed a graphics card. And I was like, I I, I actually upgraded my computer that year 
4 GTA 2, like I yeah, big, 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 my parents to upgrade it. But at the same time, it didn't make sense that that you had to have something that looked yeah. the same. Anyway, loved it because you had to manage um you had to manage your gangs. Like you could never be with I all remember. the gangs great. You had to either one, you had to like balance it out. And then um obviously the radio was always so fire. Then there was uh Medal of Honor. That was also a great game. Was that a, a multiplayer game? No. I don't remember. I just I know it was a two-player. I think there was two-player multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but that was, and it was very limited, like, as a multiplayer sort of experience. It was also of the first games that I remember playing where there was a bazooka. That you could just shoot someone with a fucking bazooka <laughs> straight to their <laughs> face. I don't fucking care. And I know there was, like, a whole history attached to the thing. I didn't care about the story. You I were just, like, big I, rocket like, oh, master story. Nazis and all this. I say I don't care. Just give me a fucking bazooka. The Panzernicker. <laughs> and you could just... <laughs> is the Panzernicker now? I think like so. Tank. Yeah. That's also a, a style of um, bazooka style. Ah. And you could just shoot it straight to the face. And then the other one was uh, Crash Team Racing that I put in the top simply because at the time as a friend group, we had... We played that a lot. Because we had a multi-tap. Yes. It also, I don't think it was a game that got, uh, I'll say, enough mainstream attention in ours. Because people didn't have a multi-tap. So yeah, you play the game, you get over the thing. But the multi-tap on that game was fire. Because you could not only race against them, but you could battle against your friends. At any time that you can battle people in the same room. It's do, you, do you know what was fun about it? It was like, also, we started learning the dynamics of like alliances. So if like when Anna was dominating, we were like... Yes, we will pack on him for now. And it's, then it's like, then he starts losing be- simply because we're picking on him. Oh, and also the thing of you start learning, like the small things that you can do that you figure out almost like hacks in the game. So you go, if I jump at this angle on this ramp, I can land on a ledge. And if I land on a ledge, no rocket can get me. Then you're bulletproofing the thing because you, you, you learn like small things that you can one up on your friends and it becomes like almost a... a Better interaction with the game because it's not AI. It's yeah. something that you're actually fighting against. It, it actually showed like how, like how good like multiplayer like against people, how yeah. different it was yeah. because it was like you, you're not playing against like an AI. Like you say, going up against somebody who's like thinking and like doing their own thing. It's one thing putting up like a, a good time, but <laughs> putting up a good time against someone else. Be- like beating someone is better than putting up a good time. Yeah, that makes that, sense. It means that you can face that person they more in the same room. We've fought many times in many years because of multiplayer games, but crashing was where it all started. Did you did you play the the remake? Yes. And because apparently it's like it's very much like muscle memory. So like you get yeah. into the remake and mm. it's like you never left basically. W- within two races, you go, no, this is still yeah. the thing. They, they did the remake really well. Yeah. I never played I never played Crash Team Racing on, on PS1. And I've, I haven't played the remake. Like, that's, I, that's an I, experience. I, what, what, you got a PS5? No. no. PS4. Uh, Xbox. And you got PS4. Yeah, you can yeah. play it. You can play it. You I must, feel you like make we a need session. to get uh, the controllers in. <laughs> that's one of the games we must uh, start A session. Yeah, yeah we, must, we must make a live stream of that yeah. at some point. Teaching Brad how to... That's all for, for mine for now. It's so... Uh, yeah, I can see like it's, it's difficult. banging games. Like it's impossible to choose one. GTA, how can you not have GTA in your, in your top five for the year? And GTA is one of those games that's like, GTA 2 is like forgotten in terms of all the other GTAs ca- that have come like subsequently. But it was so much fun back then. Yeah, when you jump and then the car just got bigger. That's all that you saw. <laughs> you just... Uh, you knock people and then there's just a split. Yeah. Also, there was... Um, is, it's the Hare Krishna's was the I can't remember. There was some like group that used to walk in a that used to walk in a row that just used to chant. No, it it was wasn't the, it like joggers or something like or like army or something. No, I they were Elvis impersonators. And then you just knocked yeah, them over. But the, so in 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 the in GTA London they were the I say Hare Krishnas, but I think in GTA two they had it as this Elvis impersonators because when you walk past and they'll go. <laughs> but then if you if you get to drift and you and you basically you um if you get all of them in one knock you got like bonus points because like for style and stuff and then they were like Elvis has left the building. Oh like, yeah. man, rockstar. Okay, so now we're gonna move over to the youngster of the group, the Saeed. Yeah. My game of the year, uh, I first had Age of Empires 2 because that was the one out of the list that we had that I played the most because, again, got it on a demo disc, played it until like 
<laughs> I got bored of it and then started using cheats, started killing people with a car and stuff. Man is uh, using planet at school, computer lab. The lands were going crazy. Did did everybody do that? Like just land Age of Empires in computer. I was wasn't it, allowed to. Uh, <laughs> this is like one of the. F- it's a it's a game that's good, but it can play on any computer. In that's the actually really true. So I, we all played it. I think there was that period where they also used to give you Age of Empires like with with your PC, so if you bought it from like. Is it the Microsoft game? Yeah. Yeah. So like they, they they gave it like yeah yeah have a free game. Yeah. So like that's why everybody had the damn game. And it was in a time where you could just get a copy of the game. Like someone could just give you a, the disc. We were speaking about it earlier on, and you had the game. Like you could give the disc back, and, and you had still it. had the game also. Yeah, but that's not my game of the year because while we're sitting here, I realized that one of my favorite games of all time came out in 1999. But I only played it in like 2003 for the first <laughs> time, so I didn't have any clue. Because what were you like? You were like. Three. I was four, I was four four. How old are you guys in 1999? Ten. Old enough. I was ten. About the same age. I, I'm not gonna do the maths now. <laughs> no, we're not gonna we're not I'm gonna late. expose ourselves. Yeah. And you're just gonna hate us. <laughs> so that's uh, Toy Story Two, Buzz Lightyear to the rescue. Play that game, yo, all the time. But I played on PC. Played it all the time. I don't know where I got the game from. I don't know who gave me the game. There always used to just be games. Yeah, the, for like until I I was old enough to ask people for games, there was always just games on the computer. I don't know if it was worth playing it. <laughs> don't know where I got it, but I used to play that all the time, and it was such a fun game. Because, on PC, yeah, and because you you yeah. used to, because you were like you were Buzz. It was yeah. so such a nice experience because you, you could shoot stuff with the laser. You could you could uh, explore the house, explore. You could glide or so. You could glide. Uh, never again. Never finished the game. Same, <laughs> like all those games. Like I didn't even ever ever saved in the game. Like I would just come back and play every day and do the same levels all the time. There was stages when you had to race against the race yeah. car. Yes, uh, climbing around the neighborhood outside. Like I don't know. Thinking back, I don't remember any of the missions or anything. So I don't even know how I understood what I was supposed to do in the games. But I just knew what was what I had to but do. But I think that was also like the the, the beauty of Disney games yeah. is that they guided you. They made they made you feel like you're in control, but they were guiding you the entire time. Yeah. Also, like I would really love to play it again. Like I don't know if it was ever like remastered or anything. I don't think. I so. don't think so. Like, I don't think no, any of those like, Disney properties have been like be, remastered. There must be like a port or something. Yeah. That I can play now. I'm sure like you can. Em- if, I can emulate it somewhere. If, but I I'm, I really want to try playing. Was it PS2? PS1. It was PS1 and I think N64 and uh, P- I played on PC. Mm-hmm. But if it, yeah, there should be a, what's the name? But yeah, I'm with you on Toy Story though. Yeah. I, again, I don't know who or how it got into my house, but I had a lot, like I had so much fun with it. It was just, how did, that game just showed up at everybody's house. Me too. Literally, I'm thinking the same thing. It's like Ooh. the, the, the tape from the ring. Did you, you know what it is? Do you know did you get it? Did you have it? I didn't have it, but I played it and I don't know where I got it from. But I know I played it. it was also, so I feel like it, it, this is the YouTube album all over again. It just <laughs> appeared in your house and you were like, how did you get here? It's also not a game I would have chosen. It's not a game yeah. I would have bought. It's not a game I, if yes. I saw someone have it to go, yo, let me lend that one. It's I, not that game. It was it's one of those games now. Like if, if the if the brow was selling the pirated games now, was like, here's three games now. I'm going to give you this with it. Now you go like, yeah, okay. I think I just also found it in a spindle. That, that's that, that, that was the yeah. thing. Yeah, it was just on the computer. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I would never have bought the game. I don't Illegal downloads. Uh, if anybody is listening, if you had the game, did you buy it or did it just show up? Do you remember? Let us know. Did this game even exist, or did only the four of us ever? No, mm-hmm. I've also ever heard a lot of people speak about no. the game in general. Yeah, but like that's one of the games I played the most growing up. It's a, it's an urban legend. But yeah, that's my game of the year. And I'm gonna try to play it again. When movie tie-ins were actually like pretty decent, like Disney actually used to nail that, like those movie tie-ins. Yeah, but they also just it was the same game. Disney games were all the same. That was actually that, that game was the first dis- different Disney game. Yeah, because that was that was There's 3D. A, that was like a proper 3D, yeah. like Tarzan, um, Hercules, 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 
Great games, but the same game. Same formula. You run side-scroller, and then at one point, there's a thing that chases you that you can't see, and then you must run. The slide level in Tarzan, you come on. It was all like the same things that they gave. But it worked. It worked really well. We're still talking about it 20-something years later. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so like Yasin, I think I was struggling with like a choice because there's just too many options. I'm going to... Throw out some honorable mentions. I had Medal of Honor there as well. I think it was also one of those console shooters. The first like made for console shooters. And you could feel it was yeah. coming into its own. And it's like a legendary series. Then there's Silent Hill, which just ele- elevated like the horror genre. It was, yo, that game made me bang. Like Resident Evil was like that visceral sort of scary monster. Horror. Silent Hill was completely cerebral. Yeah, you know, Silent Hill was a, was a scary movie. Yeah, it was like you felt scared. I I, I remember um, the game had like this radio to detect if there's enemies nearby, but it would always be like that hissing that shh, like when there's nothing. So you're like, nah, man, this is annoying. You put it off, and it's so quiet. You're like, no, no, no. It's it's too, it's worse. It's worse with the radio. Off. But they also used the fog also. Yeah, so you couldn't see, like. Five meters ahead of you, so you're like, What's here? So you'll hear, like, on the radio, you'll hear something is close by, but you're like, Where is the thing? I feel I, like they, they, use, they use the fog so smart. In It's the same way, like, in is it District 9? How they used, like, the, the <laughs> I'll say the pollution as like a filter on the, on the screen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where they were like, Just make it look like it's bad quality. And now the fog they use, yeah, they, also they basically like, said, like. We can't put in all of these assets, so you know what? Now we're gonna make it to make them scared. Yeah, moves. And it, I mean, it was like it's almost like a happy accident that just defined the game. Yeah, yeah. it made the game like a yeah. hundred times more scary and than it, what it the is. The thing is, they could do a scary story in the day because it wasn't necessarily always a nighttime. Yeah, that they had. There's there's a moment where you like shift between reality, oh. where you go. You first think, okay, like, this is scary. It can't get worse. Then you go into, like, this, like, hell kind of dimension. And you're like, yeah, this is so much worse now. I don't want to be, uh, like, please make it stop. And vibes. But um, the game I chose for Game of the Year is Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver. For me, that was, yeah, that defined, like, a lot of what gaming is now, like, it had sort of this faux open world. It didn't have a map. It had a massive story. So it had this whole vampire, Shakespearean vampire story. And you like going on this revenge quest. And it's very cool. It was also not the first game in the series. What was, what was before so, that? So there was Legacy of Cain, Blood Omen, and then Soul Reaver. But everybody, like most people, jumped on, on Soul Reaver. And it functioned. Is like for most people, like it functioned by itself. Was was Soul Reaver based the the one the basically the the setup for God of War? I think it laid like certain foundations for. I I I you on your own with this game because I've honestly never played it. Have Same. you seen it yet? It's, no, it's. Uh, I, I, I've seen clips of it and yeah, stuff like yeah. that, obviously, and it's, I've, it's, I know the impact it had. Yeah, but I've yeah. just, it was one of those games that I just never got. got you never one. got it around. Yeah. To so now, now I think if I go back to it, I'm gonna be like, what's this cock? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a very difficult. Th- I think like it's aged because of yeah. how it's impacted mechanics. Yeah. So the the game is wild because you can shift between realms, and that is a big part of like traversing the world. So it's like you might not be able to go through the physical world at a certain yeah. point, but then you must shift into like the spectral world. And I think it's like that level of thinking. It's like constantly the whole world feels like a puzzle. Mm. Every boss in the game is a puzzle boss, but That's it's done cool. in like the best possible way. So it's like they all have a distinct weakness you need yeah. to figure out. And I think those those elements just added so much to the game because... You always felt like as you moved closer to like the end goal, you're like, do I have like the right tools in like the toolkit? You know, can I get here? Like, oh, you must beat this boss to gain the ability to climb, to go to the next area. So it it was constantly like thinking like that. It felt like you were discovering the world by yourself. That sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I have like a wild story about it. So I kind of heard about the game through magazines because like gaming magazines started to turn up. 
and then it was like, okay, I'm gonna get it. So I go to the the parada, the lane, you know. <laughs> was you got, was you PlayStation chip at the time? Yeah. So get it from him. Didn't work. It got stuck at a certain point. So I got it from like another person. Got stuck at the same place. So I saved money, bought the game, pal, to play it, and it lived up to the hype. That's yeah. That's also the, because that's a lot of money that was being spent on. How much yeah, was it? I think it was like that time. It was like. Three fifty, four hundred. Like, so it was it was pricey. Yo, yo. It was pricey for the time, but I was like, no, I really want to play this game, and it it lived up to the hype, so it was worth it. Do it you was, still have the the game at home? It's somewhere. I need, it, I need to find it. It's in storage uh, somewhere. Have so you I, played it since? Like, to see if it holds up. I haven't. I do want to. I don't know if it's going to hold up because it's obviously a lot slower. It's clunkier. It wasn't implementing like dual shock, so I think it's not as slick. Yeah. And I think it's it's also like it laid the groundwork for a lot of games that have come since. And because they're doing it so much more refined, yeah. you're gonna go back and be like, ah, this is not. It was a while to think of a game that's like a third person game that's not um, analog. Yeah, because you go so now. Must I move the camera? Like, yeah, it's it's, it's it's clanky. Like you you can feel it's clanky. Has there never been a remaster? No, I sadly like the IP like fell through the cracks, mm. and I know Crystal Dynamics recently put out a quiz about like a oh, remaster. Yeah, yeah. So I think there is something in the works. I just don't know. Like there's been nothing. So I think they're just doing sort of groundwork, seeing like what people want. So hopefully. Hopefully there's a remaster because I think it would be really dope. Mm. That would be cool because like, yeah. I don't like. I, I wonder maybe you could say, but like, do you think there would be a big audience for it? Because like, yeah, you think it's, so? It, it's it's one of those games like Dino Crisis as well, where yeah, people true. are pining. Like people are literally saying, "If you give us this game, we will literally throw money at you." And then they're like, "Okay, but how about?" An old IP, another yeah. old IP you don't want, and you're like, give us this. Thing. I think if they do it, the thing is the story was so good. Yeah, that if they if they remake the, it, they need to do it right. Yeah, yeah that's they the really need yeah. to do it right. You and I think that's to, the challenge. Yeah, you need to get um, the Imagineers in because the game was yeah. such a like a game trip in terms of like living in the two worlds and all those things. I actually you think need. you know Amy Enig who did Uncharted, who wrote Uncharted, and. She had a role in like the Jack and da- I don't know if it's Jack and Daxter or Ratchet and Clank or both. Could be Jack and Daxter just because of the Naughty Dog connection. She there. she wrote the story. She was one of like the oh, wow. Yeah, that was a start, like one of a big start. So Jeez, okay. So you start seeing like the the DNA of like um like those pivotal yeah. influences in the industry. But yeah, that's that's enough from me. Like, you, Brad, I know you have a title that I also like really, really love. And I didn't want to put it as an honorable mention because... So I've got two as well, but one just completely uh, overshadows the one. But the honorable mention, let me mention that first, is Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1. I mean, obviously, right? Like, the, the Tony Hawk's and my game that I chose for my game of the year, they were like... My, Two of my first ever PS1 games when I got my PS1. So like they hold a special place in my heart as well. And they've both stood the test of time and they're still being made to this day, the series. I mean, so Tony Hawk's just, I mean, where did you see Tony Hawk's first? From the game. Like, I mean, do you mean like, like, where was the, like, who was the friend or the magazine or the world that you were in that? Or was it just pure luck? I got it with, like, when I got my PS1, I my dad just got me that as well. Dope. So I was like, okay, cool. Uh, let me play this game. And I was just like sold from the get go. That's a just title to get uh, of the yeah. stuff. It was so good. Like the, I mean, I'm not going to go too much into it, but I mean like just how it revolutionized like that, indus- that, that uh, genre of gaming. So good. And I mean, the soundtrack, I think the soundtrack made me like the music I like today. I think that was like almost like the reason why I like the music I like today. Definitely. The the game also not only did it give us the soundtrack and the music we live with now, it also gave us like the culture. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. skateboarding culture and like um it introduced us or was the start of uh Jackass. 
True. Yeah. Yeah. Like those things. I plugged into yeah. all of those yeah, things. Yeah, like the fashion, the world industry clothing, all those things that we, I say we started from that game. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably talk about it in, a few, in the next episode, yeah, but like yeah. the sequels that came out after it just, just made it better every single time until I got to number five, which we'll never talk about ever. Um, <laughs> but yeah, my, my game of the year for 99 was Resident Evil 3, which I've still got. Mad respect. Um, I mean... Also one of my, yeah, I said one of my first ever PS1 games and I didn't know what the Resident Evil series was when I played the third one. Really? So this was my introduction See, to the in, series. You went blind into this. Proper. Okay. And may, maybe if I'd played two before and if I was a little bit older, maybe three wouldn't have been my favorite of the series, but three is by far my favorite of the series, even though there are better games in my opinion. But like, just... Uh, like a little story when I first started playing it, like there's the little, there's like the scene. First of all, I always used to skip cutscenes, So like, I never knew where I was when the game started. I was just like, <laughs> what's happening? And then Jill Valentine standing there with a machine gun and zombies like behind a barrel, like behind a barricade. Start. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, what? what's going on? But then I started playing it and then you, t- you have to turn around and you have to jump over like a, 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 a box or something like that. But my young gamer brain, I didn't know that there was a button to like press to climb up the thing. So I'm stuck there. And then I'm like, what a cut game. And I turned it off. <laughs> and I never uh, yes. went back to it. That tank so how far into, into the game did you get? To until no, that's you, a that minute into the game. So I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Children, read the tutorial, yeah. Canela. <laughs> don't, skip, don't skip that intro cutscene. This is why they gave us manuals of the game so that you know how to play the game and then yeah. you can play the game. Oh. That reminds me of like when I got when like I got Batman Begins on okay. PS2. Yeah. And there's like in the beginning you have to crouch and they say press R3 or L3. And I had never <laughs> like I still remember. I was like, confused. I was like Confused. It wasn't. They didn't show you the, the manual. Like, I don't know. How, how are you supposed to know that there's an L3? Because I'm looking at this. Con- like I'm looking. And I'm like I don't. I don't know where this thing is. And then I was like sad. And yeah. I just put the PlayStation off. And I like. Yeah. <laughs> eventually, did, somebody told me, "No, you press it in." And I was like, "Did oh. the first analog six have that as buttons? No, no. No, I don't no. think so. I don't. I think, think so. it was only from PS2 where they. Yeah. That was yeah, yeah. incorporating it a bit more. Yeah, but yeah. So I'm. I'm glad I went back to it, and I'm like, I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm going to try and do something. And then you just press square and she climbs up the thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> it's so simple. You but never try any of the other buttons. In no, the I think he was panicked. You, you saw no. the zombies and he's like, oh, shit, what must go on? I just thought this is a barricade. There must be another way around it. Yeah. But then, but once again, because I hadn't played Resident Evil 2, you don't know that there's these things to climb over to get to the next. Anyway. But I'm glad I did because from there, it just it hits you with the action. It hits you with the scares. Like you, you straight into it. It's is Nemesis the one, the guy with the big arm? No, he's, he doesn't have the big arm. He's but the he's, big guy with a. He's got an RPG like a, a yeah, rocket launcher yeah. and the tentacles that come. I from stuff like I, I just remember he, him having a rocket launcher. I was like, this is not fair. Like. No. They're already stronger. Why are you giving him heavy artillery? Not like a gun. Give him a rocket launcher. Like that is a destructive weapon. <laughs> he does not need this. No. And like storytelling on like PS1 back then was like, he's just the enemy. He's the guy chasing after you. You don't know who made him. You don't know why he's like, Do they I think you only find out a bit later on in the game or yeah. something like that. But like, um, I think it's also like it leaned a lot on like the previous titles. Exactly. So it was like a lot of, like Jill was like a recurring character from the first game. Yeah. So you kind of, you didn't have to know a little bit about like the first game Yeah. to continue. So it, it would be a lot to, you're just like, what's happening? But anyway, I mean like just in, like for me, this was my introduction to survival horror introduction. I think to like a more mature third person type of game, even though it had the tank controls and like the fixed camera angles and stuff like that, that never really played into my mind back then when I was playing it. I yeah, was just like, yeah. this is a, this is a cool, atmospheric, scary as fuck game. Like, and I loved it. I, it's, it's still to this day when I go back and play it, I still get the same kind of like nervous tension. Cause like with these fixed camera angles, and it's the same with the, all the other, well, the first three Resident Evil games is like maybe two and three more. But like you can hear the zombie walking towards you. You can hear the, but he's on that, on the next 
fixed camera angle so you can't see them yeah so you're just pointing your gun like hoping hoping for the they're best they're kind of thing. or it's like do you take the turn but he could be like right it, here exactly. on you and you're that, like no yeah. so it's like all of that I plays think that's why also he did the recent evil because you it felt like you lost control you had to reset every time you got into the room and also yeah. that, that it, opening the door thing kind of oh, yeah the door opening thing goodness. Is that, oh, why look, is we know a cut sequence for a door loading. <laughs> it's, a loading like acid. <laughs> it's a loading screen, man. It's it's a clever loading screen. It is, but yeah. did it. Um, yeah. one thing I did appreciate over like the remake is like Nemesis used to show up just randomly outside yeah. of like set moments. So you'd you'd be like happily going along, then he appears, and you're like, oh no, now you must either run or find, and you just like, and and like yeah, there's like one particular nemesis jump scare where you're in the police station oh, and you come down the stairs you, just before you're about to walk down the stairs you hear like a little like glass break like shh, downstairs and you're like okay another zombie as you walk down the stairs he jumps through the window and does this like barrel roll kind of thing <laughs> like, and then oh. his his theme music is like tense as hell and like it, it's just he he for me is and once again i'm probably biased but he's in my opinion the the best resident evil boss or like tyrant kind of thing Th- that in terms of like resident evil 3 the the piece one what they did with him yeah yeah hands down i think he's like the scariest because he's got that stalker vibe and it's just the, the fact that you didn't know when he could attack you and he could attack you yeah. throughout the game that was terrifying and he could run like like mr <laughs> x from the from resident evil 2 just walked after you. he stalked you like that and you could hear him and stuff but nemesis could run so you had to run away. Where from would him. you rank him in your top five villains? Oh wow, top five uh, gaming villains. Yeah, I mean, Ooh, that's a rough one. That is a rough one. I'm just trying to think of like who else. Well, if if I think about it, and I'm probably wrong, but like, what other game has been named after the villain? This is called Resident Evil Three Nemesis. Mm. So like, what other games? Like he he is the it's, face of the game. It's whereas, it's whereas, it's whereas it's the it. other games are like well, other a lot of other games are like the Sims. <laughs> yeah, but but also, you are the enemy. Yeah, but also the the villain, the hero is the the yeah. face of the game. Whereas this, so, I mean, on on that it's note, literally on the cover, literally the cover. Yeah, yeah. He's even on the cover. Yeah, on like the exactly. New game. Yeah. So like, I I would say, uh, without giving it much thought, my top villain. To be honest with you, like. He's definitely like memorable. He's definitely yeah. like of the most memorable, yeah. like villains in gaming. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I want to talk about the remake of Resident Evil Three, which I've spoken about it before. I did not like. I, and I think it's because I, I, I know why. I hyped it up too much in my brain, right? Because it's my favorite PS One game. I love the Resident Evil Two remake, and I thought, okay, we're just gonna get. Resident Evil 3 in the same style as Resident Evil 2 remake, which we did. But they but they cut the damn game in half, man. Like what do you mean? Th- like, there, there's certain scenes from the game that like certain yeah. sections they cut out. Yeah. Um and, and pivotal ones in a way. Like yeah. not pivotal, but like it was iconic in the first game, in the in the original game. It's like yeah, it's I understand why, and they gave like extra scenes to other moments. Yeah. But it felt like it, it could have been more in it that felt those like it, if they had released it as like a half price DLC DLC <laughs> for Resident Evil 2 mm. I would have been perfectly happy with it but like they, they did Nemesis justice I think mm. in the game I just felt like Nemesis they didn't I needed more like random encounters yes, with Nemesis exactly because I mean one thing about I loved Resident Evil 2 remake obviously like I've said and you know, like one of the biggest moment or the biggest set pieces or the biggest scenes in the in Resident Evil Two is in the police station, right? Like you spend most of your time in the yeah, police yeah. station, and in RE Three, the police station is qu- features quite heavily in the beginning as well. You're running through there with Jill, you're finding things, and you you seeing so two and three kind of happens simultaneously in the world of Resident Evil. Dope. Like Leon and Jill kind of just miss each other in the police station. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, yeah. Maybe by a couple of hours or a day or something like that. But then in the remake, you go into the police station with a different character, and no, you don't even go. There's it's a cutscene of you going in there with a different character and stuff like that with Carlos. Yes, yes, yes. Carlos and like the troops go. Yes, into the, the there is station. a moment, but it's very it's very brief. And then obviously, obviously, the clock tower being out of there. There's a clock tower stage, and that was like the 
the scene of like the best boss battle with with Nemesis, yes. in my opinion, where he actually infects Jill and it like turns the, the story. There's there's a moment in spoiler in that, <laughs> that um I really miss from the original, and that is like that was the moment you like about to escape, and then Nemesis shoots down the helicopter, and you're like, yes, you're like. Oh no! Like no, not like, what is this brass problem? Like <laughs> no, he's so, so in the story. <laughs> is there like a proper yes a reason he's, he's why he wants to kill you? Yes. yes. So in the story, he's designed by Umbrella Corp, the company who created the virus, to kill all stars members. So like everybody who was involved in the first, first game, he sent to hunt, and Jill is one of them, and she's like the last. She's one of the last remaining people in Raccoon City at that time. So he's basically designed just to kill you. It's the other thing with Resident Evil is that stuff of he's designed to kill. And you go, it's story-wise, guys. It, it doesn't make sense to make a zombie that's designed like is it, is it easier to make somebody or to just hire some like kid just <laughs> is it easier to just kill her? Or like bomb the no, whole city than to make a bra. She's like a special. Yeah, she's special teams and rescue. Yeah, so it's actually like more of an effort to try and kill her with like a regular. Yeah. Bra. Like she's proved to be a problem to to Umbrella in the past. Yeah. And, and in Resident Evil Five. Yeah, she's she's, she's a she's a bad guy. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we've spoken a lot about it now, but like. It's my favorite game. I think it will always be my favorite game of all time. Resident Evil 99 on PS1. Literally, when you guys leave, I'm playing it. Can <laughs> See, you go now? We, Let's wrap we, it up. We, we hyped him up. That's all for this episode, guys. You've, we've given you the list. Tell us what is your favorite of the year 1999. Uh, oh, also, what- also, like, did your parents prep for, for Y2K? And in which ways did they prep for Y2K? <laughs> Like, if you even remember it, if you were even around, go ask them some money. They still have that cans of beans still <laughs> in the drawer there. <laughs> and they're still good. <laughs> uh, but yeah, tell us the Y2K. Tell us the games that you love. Tell us the games you hated. Um, give us your opinion on Saeed as a person. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't. He, he needs the, he needs the confidence don't. booster. <laughs> give Saeed words of compliments. <laughs> no, thank you. But, but if he keeps roasting us as, as his elders, as elders that's then we're going to roast him back. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm Yasin Bones. I'm Shadley Tessa. I'm Saeed. I'm still Brad. They again only have one name each. <laughs> I don't know why. Play Give them the New confidence Vegas. to use both names. <laughs> this is Coffee and Controllers. Play Fallout New Vegas. Like, subscribe. Cutting shit. that out. Play Fallout New Vegas. Bye. I'm hungry now. Yeah, me too, actually. Let's go eat. Mm-hmm.